Christian Medical and Dental Associations hope you enjoy today's chapel message. Nine life-changing lessons. How I'm going to do that in these few minutes, I don't know, but we're going to rapid fire. How many of you like to rapid fire? I don't drink coffee and I have this much energy. Nobody can get over that. That's just who I am. And, and here's the good news. I didn't have any chocolate before I walked up here. I'm A-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D, you know. But they didn't have medicine for me back then. Okay, I've just learned to adapt and drive people nuts. Lesson one, family is more important than your vocation. That is so critical. This is kind of like leaving some life lessons. And I just want to tell you, working here at CMDA, I've might getting to know you and your staff and all these wonderful people. I want to come to work here. I'm applying. This place is amazing. I've never been here. I preached in Kingsport many years ago, and I get here, and it's just gorgeous, and I'm excited. But I want to say this to you. You work at a great place, and you love your job. And I understand some of you have been here two or three times, so you must really love this place. And uh, just a little pun there. And, uh, but uh, i, I got to quit meddling. And, but when I talk about life-changing lessons, I'm thinking about family is so important. Now, not above the Lord God. We love the Lord God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But let me just say to you, you want to place your family in a high priority, and it's ahead of your job. And everybody said, that's so important, because when you get sick or you're on your deathbed, nobody's going to say, man, I wish I'd just spent another day at the office, because nobody's going to really care. They're like, no, 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 no. So the key is not to prioritize so much what's on your schedule, but to prioritize your schedule. And that means you're going to put your family at high priority, and you're going to love them, and you're going to devote time with them, you're going to spend time with them, you're going to throw the ball with them, you're going to do homework with them. My girl, uh, one of them, she was classically trained violinist. The other one was a big singer. I went to all kinds of things. I finally got boys. It took to adulthood to get sons. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's been kind of And now I have two grandsons. And I could tell you stories, but I won't because that's not why we're here. Okay, let's just keep going. All right, let's get into this point here. Um, so we talk about how job can steal our time. How Have you ever noticed the squeaky wheel always gets the grease? Whoever's complaining, whoever's whining the most. Well, in this situation, maybe your family's not whining. Maybe they've just grown numb. Maybe, I don't know what's going on. Y'all, you know, you're walking with the Lord. You're working in a great Christian organization. But I'm just going to say, prioritize your family. Spend time with them. Listen to them. Love them. I, I just recently had surgery a month ago yesterday. And uh, so yesterday was a great day. I was a month out from surgery. I had to have a, a resection of my colon. And I'm just so glad it came back benign. And can I tell you what my doctor told me? He says, Keith, I've got good news. He goes, but I'll tell you later. I said, I grabbed him. I said, come here. He goes, i got good news. He goes, you don't have any cancer. And I just wept in gratitude to my Heavenly Father. Do you all know what I'm saying? The Lord is good. So we'll, we'll keep moving here because I could just talk about these points forever. Good intentions, secrets, uh, being loyal to your family. What's a non- Just write down the word. And I'm, they're going to get some notes passed out to you all about non-negotiables and, and great questions to ask and just to sit in the presence of your family and love them and not just posture, not deceive them, but to seek the Lord with them and, and to validate them and to show them that, man, you really are important. You know, recently going through this, uh, this scare and with my health, man, that's who was there. And those are the ones that love me. And they're like, well, Dad, we're ready for you to pick up over 10 pounds. My doctor gave me six weeks I can't pick up over 10 pounds means I can't vacuum. 
It means I can't bring in the groceries. It means I, I can't do a lot of things right now, but I, I walk, I do all the other things. I can preach and teach. And, you know, the, doc, you know, the doctor says, hey, you're a preacher, man. Just go back to work. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So let's keep going here. So you get this point. So let, let me move to this one because I've just got to get there. Lesson two. It's the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. You know, discipline is so needed. We, when we're going through school or we're going through athletics, we learned a lot about uh, developing discipline in our lives and not giving up and, and being focused and being all that we could be. And uh, so that discipline, there's a great scripture. It's 1 Timothy 4, 7. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. We know about discipline ourselves in academics or in athletics or things, but how about that, those godly disciplines that we build into our life? They're, they're so important. I, I feel like I always talk about the basics. Like, remember when Vince Lombardi held up the football? He goes, hey, gentlemen, this is a football? Well, you know what? It's like you hold up your Bible. Like, you need to have a non-negotiable with Jesus every day. And the people of CMDA and the people that watch all said, See, I like, man, I like y'all. Y'all participate. We meet at 9,000 Vaughn Road, Pike Road, Alabama. Y'all are really fun. I, I like that. All right. So many spiritual disciplines, prayer, Bible reading, fasting, worship, healthy relationships, just building confidence in your walk with God. And, and I'll give you some points at the end that will maybe really speak to this, but I'm having to kind of rapid fire. Here, here are some things that just speak to me so clearly about, as we talk about time with God, we talk about the discipline, just the time with Him, number one, and then time with our spouse if we're married just to stop, to slow down. I heard a thing the other day, and it broke my heart, because I've been doing this 41 years as a pastor, and I was listening to, uh, uh, there was a little segment came on the radio, and they said the number one reason for divorce today. Anybody, anybody want to guess what the number one reason? It wasn't lack of communication. It wasn't finances. It wasn't sex. It wasn't all the things that's been. There's a brand new culprit. You know what it is? The telephone. The phone. The cell phone. And I got to thinking about it, I said, well, could that be so? And then I, and I, so I did a little experiment, and I went out to eat, and I started, I was sitting there with my wife, and I looked around the room, and I saw nobody's talking in the restaurant, everybody's on their phone. Then I saw everybody standing in the line. Then I started asking people, I said, hey, if when y'all come home in the evenings, and y'all have a meal together, and y'all sit down, what do you do? And they go, we're on our phone. We scroll Facebook. We do all this, and I thought, man, the phone is, the phone is wonderful. We can, we, I do a Facebook devotional every Wednesday, and I love how the phone helps us communicate, but I realize that the phone is also being used to destroy homes. And somebody says, I liked your friend, but now he meddles. Get him to move on. Okay, so stop, look, listen. You know, that's what preachers do. Somebody said one time, says, what is a preacher? He, is, he gives religious advice in a tiring manner. I'm everything but boring. I have the gospel of Jesus Christ. He changed my life radically as a 19-year-old. I will proclaim him till I die. I love Christ. He's, he's the passion. He's the joy. He's the strength. He's the rescuer. Oh, we're not in church. i got to keep going. Okay, here we go. All right. All right. I, I know I've got all these great points, and I just want to, I know some of you are like, can we stay for extra time? No, we got to move on. <laughs> Mike said I couldn't come back. Unless... I made a deal with him. He said, if you wear a tie on Tuesday, you can come back. Okay, next time I'll wear a tie. I'll even bring you a tie, friend. All right, lesson three. Here it is. If, <laughs> oh, I wish you could see these slides. They were really pretty. All right, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. He, you know, that's a significant lesson we need to know. 
hey, you know, people are like, well, hey, man, you know, hey, I'm not so evil. I'm not as wicked as you are. Well, quit comparing yourself to others. Compare, compare yourself to the standard of the cross and to Jesus, the perfect model. But then, but then think about overcommitted, undercommitted, Christ mode living, busy people, broken people. I'm just going, wait a minute, bad, bad. But he just makes me busy. Do y'all feel like, you know, we have all these devices. I've got, you know, I've got my cell phone, I've got my iPad, I've got phones, I've got all this stuff, and life's supposed to be easier. Let me tell you something. I think it's getting harder. I wasn't born with an iPad in my hand like my grandkids were. Man, life is moving at a fast pace. Do I have a witness? Y'all, see, y'all are blessed. Y'all have an IT department here. Oh, how I wish I had one of those. Yeah, 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 you're grateful for them. Yeah, the rest of us are like, I don't know. I use technology. And when it goes crazy, I go, it's them. Help me. Okay, all right, let's keep moving. So here it is. Here's some ways to help us through this. Get rest. You know it's so, so important, the wellness center here. Y'all talk about rest. Put it in your calendar. Be refreshed. Find ways for refreshing. Restore your soul. My favorite psalm, the 23rd psalm, he restores our soul. Lord, thank you for that. Have recreation. Do you know the number one sport in America? Number one sport in America for 50-year-olds and up is pickleball. You never played, have you? It is awesome. I'm on a six-week Sabbath from pickleball, and I'm going to support group every week. It's killing me. You, you, you think I'm laughing? Y'all are laughing at me. It is so fun. My wife, she's not athletic. She's beautiful. She's awesome. She's not athletic. She picked up pickleball. We can play pickleball and we don't fight. It is amazing. We actually enjoy one another. And we, we play with other couples and then I play some really men so we can do trash talk in Jesus' name. Oh, and, and, and we have fun. But recreation, recreation is good for your soul. And if you get too busy, you miss. How many think God wants us to enjoy life? He does. He's a great God. He gives great liberty. He is Holy Father. But he created, oh, man, I'm getting a new talk, and I got another talk here. Maybe, maybe they'll invite me back. Never. I don't know. All right. Y'all write really good comments today. Please comment now. On the, all, right, all right, number four. I'm just teasing. <laughs> maybe. All right. Find replenishing relationships, life-giving relationships. You know, Jesus had close friends when you look at the disciples, didn't he? And, and, and they were the intimate circle. You know what I call them? Refrigerator friends. If Jesus had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Look at your refrigerator. Look at the stuff you got in your refrigerator. You know, in my house when I was growing up, my report card was never on my refrigerator. <laughs> Tells you a lot about me. I had a lot of other pictures on the refrigerator. Maybe my artwork was on there, my athletic accomplishments, but I didn't, I didn't get serious about academics to college. <laughs> That's kind of a late way to, and then, then seminary later, you go, hey, I didn't kind of get serious about this stuff. My kids, my little, my, my uh, oldest granddaughter, nobody in her school had ever read 200 books in second grade. She read 200 by Christmas and over 400 at the end of the year. Set an all-time record for her school. Loves to read, and she retains it all. Then her brother, her younger brother, he's not competitive. He's going to beat her. It's just neat. But I, I love it. They are like their mom, not like their dad. All right, so find here it is. I'm going to give you a term today. And I don't want you to say it to anybody. They're called VDPs and VIPs. Everybody has them. Now, I would even say, I'm getting on the cuff here, 
There are some VDPs, even at this world-class organization. Let me tell you what a VDP is. Very draining people. I pastor some of those. And when you see them, I invite them to go to the church down the street. They drain you. There is no life. You run from them. So don't look around the room going, hmm, you're one of those. They're up in their offices right now. They're trying to figure out what they're doing. Okay. And then there's V. Y'all like that, do you? Oh, some of you are like, oh. But some of you are VIPs, VIPs, very inspiring people. I'm not just saying this. I met a lot of your staff yesterday. I was really impressed. World-class, educated, scholars, integrity, honor, focus, good people skills. Yeah, you said you observed all that. That's why I came in early. I wanted to see who I was talking to. I was impressed. Carol, where are you at? You told me you were coming. Man, you do a great job. Although she wouldn't let me in the door. I was standing outside the door in the freezing yesterday. Like, hey, let the boy in. I'm from Alabama. It's cold. I know y'all are like, where, where did you find your friend? I'm a recovering youth pastor, and I've been a senior pastor 27 years. Okay, all right, let's keep going. All right. So I really have so many more points that I want to give you. About it. Are, are you being encouraged today? I want to encourage you in the ways of Jesus. I want to encourage you to walk with Christ. I, 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 if my presentation was working like it was supposed to, it would even be better. All right, the fifth point, accountability. Build accountability into your life. You always hear about that. It's, it, it's so important. Do you, do you have a safe place to share your hurts, your concerns? I hope your local church is a, is a refuge for your soul. I hope it's a refuge where you can, as James says, confess your sins that you might be healed. See, y'all are all about health as you raise up and educate and motivate and inspire and do so many things with physicians and nurses and all the health care, but all the other things you're doing here. And, and I love that about CMDA. I, I followed this ministry for years. I have so many friends in my city, doctors and physicians that are a part of CMDA. And you're world-renowned. You're a great place. You, you, you make a difference. You make an impact. Every person here, you have influence. You're VIPs. Just put a sign on you. I'm a VIP. I'm a, and if somebody says, no, you're, you're a VDP, that's not a good day. Okay. So accountability, find, get, build boundaries into your life. Build guardrails. They're, they're critical, okay? So I, I've got to have that. I've got all these questions. That they're going to come to you about his life working and my focus on the right thing. Is, is my character submitted to Christ? Am I living a life of integrity? Uh, Bert will somehow make sure that all these things get out to you and there'll be a lot of information just to maybe help you in maybe some table groups or something that you can encourage each other in your walk with Christ. Lesson six, have serious fun you can tell like man you're you're having too much fun let me give you a great scripture i read one day how many like the proverbs <laughs> like i mean you're a christian organization everybody better raise your hand like, no i don't really like them you know or right, they're great pithy don't you like that word pithy just pithy pithy axioms they're 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 truths you know and and so here's one proverbs 17 22 a cheerful heart is good medicine but a broken, a broken spirit saps a person's strength. See, already today, you have laughed at me. You've laughed with me. You've laughed. The joy of the Lord is our strength, said Nehemiah. That's not just some verse that looks good on the wall. That's a verse to live out. You know, as I was thinking about how the Lord wants us to have fun, I just ask you, start having more fun. Has anybody said to you lately, you're just not fun. 
you know, my wife and I, I felt like we'd kind of gotten in a rut, and then we discovered this pickleball thing. And then we have this really fun thing we do. We get through playing pickleball. Man, we sweat. We have fun. We've met all these new couples. And uh, I've got this really funny slide I wish I could show you. I play pickleball with this one guy. He's 6'8". 6'8". He has a wingspan from here to Jesus. You ought to try. But I didn't tell you. He's 74 years old. But I know. It sounds like I'm playing in an ancient league. But the guy is amazing. Plays tournaments. He's a former coach. And, we, and so I took this picture I wanted to show you. It's just a picture of me and him. And, you know, and I, I, you know I'm here and he's up there, you know. I, said, oh, I, just, I just laugh at me, you know, and I laugh at him. But I like to have fun. And my wife and I, we found getting exercise. I walk every day. I encourage you, walk. It's a simple exercise. It's healthy. It's good for the body. It's good for the soul. And in my walks, I find those are communion times with the Father. I'm, I'm just... You know, I'm a preacher, so I'm always, I want to push you. I want to point to the great one. His name is Jesus. He is the physician. He is the great physician. He is the healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that has healed my body, that I can stand here healthy today, and I praise his holy name. When my doctor told me no cancer the other day, I was thrilled, like, Lord, I've got more time to proclaim the excellent name of Jesus. See, my life verse is to live as Christ, to die as gain, Philippians 1.21. So we move on, we get refreshed as we have fun. We, here, give you lesson seven quickly. Attitude is everything. Practice thankful, practice thank therapy. Do you have a gratitude journal if you don't get one? Go to the Dollar Tree, Dollar Store. It's not even a Dollar Tree, it costs a dollar and a quarter now. They had to change the name of the store. Anyway, but you go there. But get you, get you a journal and just write down 10 things every day that you're grateful for. I tell you one thing I'll write today in my journal. God, I'm grateful for CMDA and the staff. God, I'm thankful for the opportunity to proclaim the excellent name of Jesus today. God, I'm thankful for my health once again. I could just go on and on and I could just enumerate the blessings of God. That changes us, it gives us perspective. Listen to what Thessalonians says, 1 Thessalonians 5 18. In everything you do, give thanks, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus, giving thanks. Instead of murmuring or whining or complaining or being that draining person, be that thankful person that people, they rejoice. They, they can't wait to see you when you walk in the room. I, I'll give you this great story. This is funny because I'm hair challenged. It's not funny. Okay. But, it, but it's the truth. It was pretty cool when you have, I had two convertibles and didn't mess my hair up. My wife, not so much. All right, here it is. There was once a woman who woke up one morning, and she looked in the mirror, and she noticed she only had three hairs on her head. Well, she said, I think I'll braid my hair today. So she did, and she had a wonderful day. The next day, she woke up, looked in the mirror, and she saw she only had two hairs on her head. Hmm, she said, I think I'll part my hair down the middle today. And she did, and she had a grand day. The next day, she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed that she had only one hair on her head. Sounds like me. Well, she said, today I'm going to wear my hair in a ponytail. So she did, and she had a fun, fun day. The next day, she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed there wasn't a single hair in her head. Yay, she exclaimed, I don't have to fix my hair today. <laughs> that is a woman with attitude. That is a woman that's grateful. That is a woman I'm glad I'm not married to, but hey, you know. <laughs> she wouldn't have sign of beauty, but okay, all right. All right, here it is. Lesson eight. Seth, <laughs> I hear myself sometimes. You laugh too much, though. Okay, all right, here we go. Set excellent goals. You're a goal-setting organization. What are the goals in your life? 
Let me give you some spiritual growth goals. Write these down. And i got to close because Bert just looked at me. No, he didn't. I think the clock's fast, though. All right, here we go. Continue with the one-year Bible if you've ever done that or not, but continue to have daily reading. Number two, Latio 365. You ever heard of Latio 365? I listen to it on my walks. It's a great time of meditation, about seven, eight-minute devotionals, morning and night. Another one, more extended time with God. Put it on your calendar. Get more rest. Create margin in your life. Here's a great one. One of mine is read more spiritual growth books this year. Do that. Listen to more podcasts. There's so many great podcasts out there. Listen to them. Uh, increase your prayer time. Here's one that I've had the last several years. I do 90 to 100,000 steps a week. I got a report the other day. It says I've walked, I don't know how many, you know, hundred thousand hundreds of thousands of miles or something it's, it's just crazy i love it one of my goals is to speak more around the country this year another goal: take more international teams coach people but you just want to be intentional you want to be on fire you want to be on purpose and i'll give you the last one lesson nine glorify and enjoy, enjoy god while you serve him the chief end of man is the what to love the lord god and serve him forever thank you cmda for how you serve Christ through this organization, through your ministry, through your encouragement. You make a difference because you're inspiring godly people. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to share briefly to encourage some brothers and sisters in Christ, whether online or in this uh, auditorium. God, we bless your name. And Lord, help us to live significant lives that point to Jesus. We love you, Christ. Fill us with your spirit today. Let us be encouraging. Let us make a difference. For we ask it for Christ's sake. Amen.